0: Welcome back to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Siemens is a global powerhouse that uses its innovative technologies to meet some of America's greatest challenges in infrastructure, power generation and management, mobility, industrial modernization and medical solutions. Orion has partnered with Siemens for decades, providing rewarding careers for thousands of veterans into a variety of job families, including technical roles, project management, engineering, sales and many more. To learn more about careers with Siemens, visit us online at www.oriontalent.com forward slash Siemens. In today's episode, I'm joined by Charles Davis, a Navy veteran who was hired by Siemens and has experienced a great deal of career progression over the past seven years. In this podcast, we'll discuss Charles' military background, his experience working for Siemens, and his advice for transitioning service members. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with valuable resources for your career transition and life outside of the military. If you have any ideas for a future topic, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Charles. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
2: Yeah, so as I was just sharing with you, I reached out to Siemens, because, as most people who are listening to this know, we've had a partnership with them for over a decade now, and they've hired hundreds of veterans through Orion, and um, you obviously are one of them, and so I definitely want to talk a lot about your background and everything that you've done at Siemens and the success that you've seen and things like that, but before we jump into it, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So my name is Charles Davis. Um, I grew up in a small country town called Grandma, Louisiana. And uh, I was about 25 years old. I was working for a grocery store, a local grocery store, and uh, Coca-Cola at the time. And I knew I wanted to do something more in my life. And I knew I, I knew I had more potential. I just didn't know how to to get to where I wanted to be. And so I just said, you know what, I'm gonna join the Air Force National Guard. And so I was on my way to see my recruiter and I had a really, really, really bad wreck. And uh and I I left the wreck with two black eyes and a busted knee. And I said, You know what? Why am I going to do this part time? Let's just go full time. I'm gonna just go all the way and go do active and do active service. So I went to the Air Force recruiter and uh took my ASVAB and, and did all these things. And he was like, look, you know, it'll be it'll be 18 months before we can get you into a class or go to basic boot camp. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm kind of ready to go right now. So he introduced me to a Navy recruiter. And uh, and uh, it took, uh, while I was doing that process, I was color buying. So it left me limited to what my choices would be as far as ratings. And so that's how I became, that's how I struck Ingeman. And uh, I remember at the time, my brother was, he was prior service as well. And he was like, man, you don't want to do that. It, it, they work all the time. They're always the first, the last ones to leave. you don't never get to enjoy yourself. And I was like, man, maybe I made a mistake. It was one of the, it was literally one of the best decisions I've ever made because it really set the foundation of my mechanical background, which I still use to this day. So, um, <clears throat> I struck an and uh, I was, uh, and I was, and I'm not about to brag, but, you know, on my ship, which was uh USS Hill, LSD-51, I was, uh, I was, at, when, I, when, I, when I was getting, about three years in, I realized I wanted to get out. I was like, you know what, I want to go to college. I always promised my grandmother I would finish college. I, I had to make that promise. I'll keep that promise. And uh, but when I was, I saw about three years in, I knew I was going to get out. And uh, I remember, I had, I had four nams. I was the, the sailor of the year runner-up. I, you know, I was a man on. I mean, I was just, just a, a, a excellent sailor. And um <clears throat> but I knew I, like I said, I knew I had, a, I knew I wanted more. So. And I didn't want to, I was so burnt out that I didn't want to do anything with mechanics. So I um, I wanted to be a U.S. Marshal, actually. So I started at, uh, so I was in, so I got out the Navy in 2009. And I started, uh, I went to Tilewater Community College. And I got two associate's degrees in general studies and social science. And then I went out and got my bachelor's in criminal justice. And so, um, that's pretty much how I got to where I started looking at kind of like the job market.
2: Yeah, so you mentioned what you were planning to do, which was to be a U.S. Marshal. But, you know, obviously there were other probably factors that went into your career search. I mean, everyone usually when they get out of the military, they've got, um, you know, some must-haves that they're looking at, whether it's location and flexibility. Maybe they're set on a type of job. But what were some of those drivers to you?
1: I would say um, so I have kind of this theory. I think it's your family that was my, my family was my main driver. Cuz when I got out we had a we had a newborn and and uh I think your family kind of drives you to make make a certain amount of money, live in a certain size house, live in a certain school district. So it kind of that was my that was really my main driver is, you know what I mean, how can I support my family and you know what I mean, be a good husband and father.
2: hmm Yeah, definitely. So after you got your degree and you started thinking about all of the things that were going to be important to you and how you were gonna, you know, go about getting a career that aligned with those, you connected with Orion. So how did you initially connect with Orion? Was it a recruiter that reached out to you or had you heard about Orion through your time in service?
1: So I originally heard about Orion during a TAP class and they were telling, they were telling, uh, they came and spoke to us. Me getting out of the Navy in 2009 was not the smartest decision. I had the the worst time ever. The second recession just hit and all the government drives in Virginia had dried up because they're all department of defense jobs. Basically I had applied to so many jobs like electronically, but I couldn't, I couldn't break through. And my wife, who was still active duty, she was still active at the time. And she said, have you ever thought about using Orion? And I said, no, no, not at all. Cause you know, uh, I guess it's my own, I don't know if it's my own, my, I guess it's my own confidence in myself and arrogance, a little bit of arrogance. You know what I mean? Like I can do this. I can, I can break through. I just need a chance. And so I kept, I kept reading my resume and I knew I was a good candidate for jobs I was applying for, but I couldn't, I couldn't get an interview. My wife kept saying, you need to look at Orion, just give it a shot. So, uh, the first, I said, okay, so I, I, I did it. And so at the time she was kind of thinking about getting out. If I could have got another, a job, uh, a job to, to, to make a certain amount of money, she would have got out. And you know what I mean? At that time, you know, we were we were thinking about moving either to back to Louisiana or maybe the Houston area. So the first, my first experience with a line, I actually we drove from Virginia Beach to Houston, and that was my first hiring conference. And you know, it just it prepared me so much because you get interview training and you do so many interviews at, at that time. You know what I mean? And you get that uh, how to answer certain questions, and it just builds you up. And then I talked to my coordinator from uh, Virginia, um, uh, Tony. Uh, I gave him a call and I was like, "So you know what I mean? Because you know, I w- I was really skeptical about working in Virginia, well not or getting a job in Virginia because, like I said, at the time it was just drying up, drying up. So I was thinking I'm maybe traveling for work. And so he hooked, uh, Tony hooked me up, and uh, and I it just gave me so many opportunities. It was just such a I could not have done this without my wife. My my wife stayed on me. And she was the one who pushed Orion and <laughs> basically listen to your wife.
2: <laughs> but
1: I'm so grateful for, for, for what he did for me.
2: <laughs> so that's funny. So Charles, you had mentioned, you know, obviously that's great that you have the confidence to, you know, know your worth and know that you are a good candidate, but obviously, like you said, there's so many times that the barrier is just getting your foot in the door and getting someone to actually look 100. at your resume when all you're doing is submitting 100. it online. You never know who's seeing it. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's kind of discouraging as a job seeker because a lot of um a lot of companies will even use like, you know, keywords in their applicant tracking systems that will automatically filter people out. So even if 100%. you know that you've got good experience. Yeah, so that would be discouraging. So I can imagine that, you know, going to a conference and actually seeing people and I know we do like small group prep and things like that at conferences. Yep. I'm sure all of that would have been just very valuable compared to just, you know, applying for jobs online.
1: Megan, just your just your just your resume. You know what I mean? that that was something that they, they they that they helped me with too. You know what I mean? Because uh, I just had a resume I would you know you think more is better, but not necessarily you know what i mean your your resume should be kind of they I found this out you know your resume should be tailored for the position that you're going for, you know what i mean and and like you said those those extra words that I might have been put in there might have been kicking me out of the, the system, and I never gave myself a shot. mhm,
2: yeah, definitely, so you know you're with Siemens now, and it sounds like you're doing a great job there, I mean, like I said, you came highly recommended by the Siemens talent acquisition team. And so I definitely want to hear a little bit more about your experience with Siemens. So how did you initially interview that with them? Was it at an Orion conference or was it, um, another way?
1: Yeah, it was at an Orion conference. And, uh, so I think I did that day. I think I did four interviews that day and, um, I did my research. So I did my, so, uh, I'm not sure if how, who's who's, who's going to hear this, but basically, where it goes is you, you, you kind of tell your um, coordinator what you what you're interested in, and they they try to fit you up with these companies who are looking for veterans. And so I had I think I did four interviews that day, and uh, he said, "Look into this company, this company, and this company." And so I, I saw and I saw what Siemens was offering. So I did my research on Siemens. And so the thing that really, really attracted me about Siemens, is I saw how big the company was. I knew I would have more opportunities to grow uh, if I, if um, if I was just given the opportunity. So <clears throat> at the time, the package that Siemens was offering was pretty lucrative for someone who was, you know, who was, uh, you know, I was working, but I wasn't where I wanted to be. Who was looking for a job like this, and so that's what really attracted me to Siemens
2: hmm And, you know, when you were interviewing with these other companies, you mentioned you had four interviews. Were the other types of positions similar, or were you, you know, trying to figure out what you wanted to do in interviewing for different types of positions?
1: Yeah, so that's, and that's very interesting you say that, because uh, one of them, and, you know, it's it's, it's almost like, they, I don't know if they have an algorithm or what they use, but all of these positions were really, really good fits, and they kind of fit to what I do best at you know what I mean, and so what was my mechanical background, and so uh it was <clears throat> and uh a lot of them i think two two of the besides seeing there was two other companies who also were thinking about getting a second interview, but it just didn't work out, but uh they were all well, pretty much kind Raven- of around my, yeah go ahead.
2: Well, as I was to say, the reason I asked you that about, um, you know, the positions and if they were different was because, you know, with the conferences when you attend, the recruiters and also the account executives who are the ones that are really working more directly with the companies, but the recruiters that are working with you guys and the account executives, they do work very closely together to really, like you said, an algorithm, but they're hand selecting people who would be a good fit for specific positions, sometimes not even based entirely on you know, the job description, but more so of the potential of the candidate of, you know, your personality and what they know of the company. So I think that's one of the main benefits too.
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, all, all the positions I interviewed for the day were good fits. All of them were. So I, whatever that is, keep doing it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Siemens clearly won out here. So you said that, that the money was, obviously a big thing that attracted you to Siemens. What about the people that you interviewed with at the conference? Were they people that you still work with at all? Or, um, you know, apparently I'm assuming they, you know, gave a very good impression of Siemens and the overall culture. And I'm sure that was part of what drew you to them as well. But do you still work with anybody that you initially interviewed with?
1: Absolutely. So I actually ended up, so Siemens was there and they they were hiring for two positions. And uh, the first position um, actually uh, was the, the position that I eventually got. Uh, uh, the recruiter, Crystal Lily, she was a uh, – I don't know. We just hit it off. And she's just got this great big personality. She's a great person. And you know what I mean? And we just – and we talked like we had been friends for years. And you know what I mean? And But you know what I mean? It was just – that initial meeting you know what i mean i i've uh i've had to depend on crystal later on in my career down the line and she just she helped uh she helped give me the foundation that you know what i mean that eventually led the my career co- with my career and also so i interviewed with another gentleman from the from that from the uh Siemens. he was hiring um he was hiring that at the time but he didn't think i quite had the experience at the time and uh eventually he ended up being one of our, one of our district managers and i saw him over, over years on down the line and we we bumped into each other and now we're actually really uh he's moved on but you know what i mean we're actually really good friends to this day we always laugh at baby Like i should have hired you on the spot and <laughs> If I would, he always says, if I would have known you're gonna be this, I would have hired you. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: Crystal took a chance on you. He took a little bit of time to warm up.
1: I <laughs> did. He did.
2: <laughs> I believe you've seen some career progression since you've been working with Siemens. So, um, can you talk a little bit more about that and just kind of how your job responsibilities have changed over time? And um, I guess really like what that has meant to you. I'm sure that the career progression that you've experienced and how long you've been with the company has been great, especially for your first career out of the military.
1: Right. Okay, so I was actually hired in as an entry level at an entry level position. And this is actually one of the things that really attracted me to Siemens once I found out more about the company. I didn't know this until I talked to Kristen. She told if you have enough experience and a degree, you can be an engineer seen and I was when I heard that I was like wow so you know what I mean it, when I say that you you have a chance to grow and it really reminds me of the military in that way that you can your career is what you make of it you know what I mean so you you know if you bust your butt you can you can really you can really be what you want to be and it's and it's not just in mechanics I mean this is I'm talking uh the healthcare the humans is huge in healthcare but um so I was originally hired in as a gas turbine technician, uh, which is a, a mechanic. And I was, you know, I had been doing it about a year and a half. And um, I got some really, really solid experience. I, I mean, they send me, they, they, they put so much into your training. And, I mean, I went to Germany a couple times. And, I mean, to get certified on certain things. And, I mean, it was just, just a wonderful experience. And I remember being on a job. I was in the middle of nowhere. I was in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. And I was working for an engineer who was uh who would later become my mentor. And uh, he, he, he was prior service as well. He was in the army. And uh, he said, you know, you're too smart for your career to just be a technician. He said, you know, you, You know, you could you could do much more with your ability. He you said, "The way you communicate, the way you do." He said, "You could do much more." He said, "Don't don't don't limit yourself to just being a technician." And I I said, "Okay, you know," what I, and it really kind of struck me, and I was like, "Wow!" And so um, that night, I actually went online and looked at our internal website because they have these job postings. And so I, I we were actually staying in the same hotel, and I was like, I said, "Hey." Uh, I said, are you busy? Can you, can you look at something real quick? He's like, yeah. And so I um I said, they they have this field service engineer position. Do you think i would be a good candidate? And, you, and he started reading it line by line. He said, you got this, you got that, you got that. He said, he said, d- he said, it just like said, dude, you'd be crazy not to apply for that position. And he said, they would be even crazier not to take you for it. And I said, I said, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to do this a little bit longer. He said, look, just apply for it, and if one, you'll be the, you'll be a great candidate, and they'll take you. Two, you'll see what they're looking for, and you'll know what you need to uh, target for to progress your career. I said, yeah, okay. You, I said that makes sense. And so. <laughs> And I always tell people to read, and I should have read this fairly myself. So I, I kept reading down and in our internal post it'll show you the recruiter. And the recruiter was Crystal Lily. <laughs> Just so happened. <laughs> so that's how things come full circle. You know, this is years down the line, you know, and so I call Crystal and she said she said, Hey sweetie, how you doing? And you know what I'm t- so we get to talking, and I was like, So look, I said I saw this position that you're, that they're offering. I'll tell you the recruiter for it. She said, "Oh my God!" She said, "This is an excellent position for you," and she said, "These guys that I that I'm that I'm I'm recruiting for are great guys, and I think you would be a great candidate for it." You know, I just can't say enough about Crystal Lily. I owe that woman so much. She just helped me, you know what I mean. And she just, I don't know. I just, I I'll never be able to repay her. She just. I just thank her so much, but um, I did my interviews, and I mean, they they, I did a over phone interview with my my boss, and then I did a, a interview with my boss, uh, my boss, my boss, and my um, well, my boss at the time, and my um, and his boss, and before I, I think fifteen minutes before, after the interview was over, there they had, they, had, they had, Crystal called me and said, uh, they wanted to offer me the position. And I got my offer letter, and the rest is history.
2: That's awesome. And so, Charles, what what did you say that position title was? In that your current position, so that, I assume?
1: So, no, 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 no. So, actually, so that was a field service engineer position. So, just because of the need at the time, uh, the way it was set up, we could all the field service the engineers could be project managers, and so the at the time i w- I didn't know if I wasn't technically as familiar with some of the equipment, so they kind of threw me into just not threw me into. they, they uh allowed me to uh, manage projects, manage the projects because i could I knew enough mechanically to talk about the machine, but they didn't want me to be an expert at the time, and so I ended up managing a lot of projects, which gave me a lot of experience and so uh I was actually i was on a, i was on a job and this is a this is how things really come full circle. There's a little paper mill about twenty minutes outside of my hometown Is uh there i have so many family members that work there, and I ended up going to this to this uh to this site and running a project and so my current boss saw it me how i ran the project and he just loved the way i did it and he basically offered me the job a project would be me a project manager position at on the spot i had to turn him down because originally back then you know he wanted me to move and i was like well my wife's in the navy and i can't i can't really i can't really move back down this way i don't really know where she's going and so I ended up running that project for, uh, we did one unit, and then we did another unit about uh, six months later. And he he offered to me again. He was just like, and he, he made the deal so sweet, I couldn't turn him down. So now I'm a project manager uh, for the Gulf southeast East, and uh, I'm responsible for 20, 20, 20 plus sites or whatever in Louisiana, Mississippi.
2: Wow. That's pretty incredible. So you've seen a lot of career progression since joining to go from entry level to a project manager. And it sounds like from what you just shared that Siemens, you know, when we're talking about culture and why someplace would be a good place to work, it sounds like with Siemens, not only is there a lot of opportunity, it sounds like you have a lot of people within the company who are really looking to help you succeed
1: without a doubt, you know what I mean? I think, you know, some of it's luck, some of it's timing, you know, but you still have to be able to uh, do the job.
2: Mhm. Well, it sounds like a lot of them are in there cheering you on and like you said, offering you jobs like multiple times even after you had to turn it down for whatever reason, whether it was your wife's career. So that says a lot about you because if that many people are cheering for you to succeed, then obviously, you're doing a good job too. You're the type of person that they want to keep on their team.
1: I think that's I think that's some of it, and you know what I mean. But I think what seems to me is it's, it's it's a family, and everybody wants to see everybody succeed. And I, you know what I mean. Sometimes I forget how big the company is because it feels so much smaller because everybody looks out for everybody. I've never not one time since I've been here. Heard of or seen somebody try to hold anybody back uh I remember when I first applied for this engineering position and uh uh my very first two bosses, and they were so they don't encourage me like you should go for it don't do not ever hold you, you know what I mean instead of like knowing that they would be losing they spent a lot of money, you know what I mean, like I said, sending me to Germany and getting all these certifications. That didn't make anything to them because they wanted to see me progress and do what I was happy doing with this company. Not only that, like it was 16 of us that got hired. And I want to say seven, six to seven of us are either in um, some type of maybe uh, marketing position or engineering position now. And uh, some of those guys were civilians. You know what I mean? They weren't, they weren't all just military. So it's just just a great company to work for. Mm-hmm.
2: And I like that you just mentioned that about the different job family. One of the reasons that I love highlighting Siemens on the podcast is because not only have we had such a long partnership with them, but it's really a place for everybody. They hire so many different types of candidates from us, whether it's military, non-military, technicians like you mentioned even marketing hr like they have hired so many different types of candidates from us that i feel like anybody who hears this and is interested in a job with siemens there's something for everyone there and like you've really been talking about this entire time there's so much room for progression and you know you might be doing one thing but if you're interested in doing something else it seems like there's always that opportunity and that is one of the benefits of working for a bigger company like Siemens, but I think some people will also get a little bit scared of working for such a large company because they'll think, you know, they don't just want to be a number and a face in the crowd. They want to be able to stand out and make an impact, but I thought that that said a lot about Siemens and how they run their business overall, that you said it is a big company, but sometimes you forget how big it is because it just feels like a family. And I can't think of really a a better testament to a company than what you said there.
1: It just it reminds me of the Navy so much so much sometimes like I when I say because, like um uh of course the the primary the what we call the mothership in is in Orlando. And if you ever been in the, if you're ever in the navy, if you've been in the navy before or not Navy, I would say just in the military, throughout your military career you meet people you serve with and then they move on and then you see them down the line you're like, Oh man, you see at like, the commissary or something, you saying, How you doing? Uh I just went to Orlando this was before um, the travel restrictions hit, and I was doing some training in Orlando, and I probably saw five or six people that I hadn't seen in years. That I, I mean, just it just it's just that type of company, you know what I mean? It's like a, it really is. It's a, it's a fraternity like a family. It truly is.
2: And that kind of goes to show too that, you know, they clearly have good policies that are keeping people there. I think Siemens has pretty high retention and I'm not surprised based on everything that you've shared here because, you know, opportunity for advancement is huge for most people. Um, you mentioned Absolutely. the compensation is good. Yeah. And just the ability to grow in your career. So that's, that shows really why they're such a great place to work and why they're able to keep people that have such tenured careers with them. Charles, you may have mentioned this. How long have you been with Siemens now?
1: I've been with Siemens seven years.
2: Okay, awesome. So you know, you've obviously experienced a lot of career progression so far. Beyond that, is there anything that makes you excited about your career with Siemens for the future?
1: I think you know, you know, and I'm not done yet. You know what I mean? But I think what I can say so far is that you know. When I first started, when I first became an engineer, um, I remember, you know, or a project manager, because you're, you're 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 management, and you know you don't never know who your crew's gonna be, and you know what I mean. You have to be real adaptive. So a lot of times, when I first, when I, especially when I first started out, you know, I was the youngest person on the site. And, you know, the, the most inexperienced person on the site, you know, the, the 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 mechanics were much more experienced than I was at the time. And getting those guys – but you still have to be able to come together as a team and make it work. And I think, you know what I mean, to deal with different diverse backgrounds and having the respect of those guys to respect you, even though you're much, much younger than them. They have kids older than you. And getting those guys to respect you, and respect what you do, and respect what you say, I think that's one of the things I get most excited about. Because a lot of those guys, you know, even whether you're a mechanic, an engineer, or a specialist, whatever, when when those guys treat you like one of their own, I think that's one of the things you know I I I, uh, I, 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 would, I, I appreciate the most because it's like I said, it's like the military. You know what I mean? when because I know some of those guys they would drop whatever if they could be on their vacation and know what and if I called them right now they'd drop what they were doing to come help me out if I was in in a position they they answer the phone and I think that's just something those relationships and those it goes beyond just work you know what I mean I think that's just that's something that I really appreciate Mm
2: mm-hmm And, you know, before we started recording, you said something that I thought was really awesome was just that you want to be able to be in a position where you can help other veterans, too. And so circling back to, you know, just to talk about you a little bit more, Charles, how do you think that your time in service helped prepare you for a civilian career? And also, is there anything that you wish that you had known when you were transitioning out of the military that now that you have been, you know, in the civilian workforce and you've experienced career progression and, tons of other things over the past seven years is there anything that you wish that you had known that you would you know like to share with anyone who's listening
1: so it's funny you ask that i feel like my most military career prepared me so much and just helped me so much we have only highly stressful environment you tend to see people's true colors i feel that in those situations when you're behind schedule the morale is down You have a customer breathing down your back. Um, I have a unique ability to adapt and overcome and kind of gather the troops and go make it happen. I can remember in my Navy days being deployed, it's 130 degrees, we we lost an engine, an EVAP or the boiler. You don't have any time or spare parts to fix it. And we had to make do what we had to get the ship going or get the ship water. And, you know, you just got to make it work. And I feel like, you know, you got to be able to finish. You got to, you got to give the ship what it needs to finish its mission. And I feel like it's, it's always high pressure and stressful, but you can't give up. You have to find a way. And I feel like the military gave me that because I, you know what I mean? I might be stressing a, I might be stressing out, losing hair, but you never see it. You know what I mean? You just have to I think that's one of my it's my temperament. Yeah, it, it gave me that temperament to kinda of deal with those situations and that, and be able to uh channel everything and get the get everything accomplished. I think that's one of the biggest things.
2: Mm-hmm. You the um example that you gave about yourself earlier, it's like the duck on the water analogy. Like you're very you know, you look very peaceful and like you're just floating along on top and then underneath you're paddling and you know trying to stay afloat so that's good I mean obviously that's a yeah. great quality to have and you know you've offered a lot of really good advice here and talked about all the people at Siemens that have helped you but I just want to say that just speaking to you and hearing about everything that you've done and the perspective that you have Of course, you know, there are people, you're never going to be the most qualified person. There's always going to be somebody who's more qualified than you, but your work ethic and your attitude and all the things that you've mentioned that set you apart, obviously that's why you've been so successful. And so I appreciate you sharing all of that with me and with our listeners as well.
1: Absolutely. I was glad to do it.
2: Is there anything else, Charles, any closing thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with?
1: So... I would say, you know, especially for like, uh, it kind of goes back to that false sense of security that, that the military kind of gives you. Not false sense, I guess, it's, yeah, false sense of security, because you just think, you know what I mean? You almost, and, uh, I think, I don't think I'm just speaking for me. I just I know a lot of guys who've been where I've been. I've got a lot of friends to get out. And, you know, you almost feel like you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Like, you know, but you, you get, like I said, you get into the civilian world, there's <laughs> you realize you're not as special as you thought you were, and so I would say, number one, make sure you have a plan. you know you can't just get out and think you're just gonna get a job. It doesn't work like that. Nobody cares about your rank or experience. There are probably thousands or more who are probably more qualified than you with more experience. I would say also, don't close any doors." be fluid and open-minded you never know where an opportunity might be hidden, or who you're talking to for that matter in the airport you could you know what i mean it it, it could definitely you could just don't close any doors get everything you can get out of the military if it's college courses a qualification or certification look at them as a bullet point on a resume if you have one or more of the one or more then the next candidate, it still gives you a one-up, and it could be the, it could be the one thing the company is looking for. And I was, the you know, I think one of the most important ones, is cause, especially because of, you know, I, I it kind of happening again. Like I said, I got out during the second recession, the so there were jobs that dried out, dried up, and with the way that unemployment is going right now, so you, you know what I mean. This may not be the ideal time to get out. Um, I would say don't give up. I did so many over-the-phone interviews, in-person second interviews. I had four different resumes catered to different positions. Siemens was hiring 16 technicians when I got hired. Just because of the way I felt I was number 17. I found out that they fully intended, intended to hire me, but it was kind of an oversight, and I was left out. So I didn't actually make the cut. <laughs> You know what I mean at the beginning, I still sent out my thank you letters, and I thanked all the people who who gave me for the opportunity. I called Crystal and she said they they still wanted to hire me, but it would be in the next group for the fall for the fall session i was i mean I was truly devastated, like you know i put kind of like I knew this is what I wanted to do, I knew this is where I wanted to be. And I remember talking to one of my best friends, Bernard, and I was, and my mom, and my wife, and I was just, I just felt like every, I let everyone down, and, you know, so I picked myself up, and you know, I pushed on, and I did, you know, several other interviews, and I got a call from Crystal, and she said, Charles, one of the guys got forced to extend in the military, and the seem, and. Uh, and Don wants to fast track you on your hiring process and they have a primary offer letter as we speak and you know the rest is history you know what I mean so you just you know just don't give up just don't give up I remember I you know it takes it takes something deep inside of you you know what I mean to kind of get to something like that you know what I mean Cause especially when you feel like your family depending on you you know you just gotta kinda have that uh that, the, you just gotta you just gotta push on. And I, I know uh our veterans out there who who you know, I'm not special. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who have the same uh who come from the same coffee as me. So just you know, just keep pushing.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's from the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.